Welcome back to another episode of Eating Elephants. It's your host, Copeland, here. This week, first and foremost, I want to take the time to congratulate my hometown, the Kansas City, Missouri Chiefs, on another Super Bowl victory. Uh, this weekend, we won the Super Bowl for 2023. Uh, Patrick Mahomes put on a hell of a performance. You know, he had a high ankle sprain. Travis Kelsey showed up once again. We had several people who, you know, we didn't know were going to be heroes show up, and we showed that resilience once again in Kansas City. I just once again want to tell those Chiefs congratulations and thank you for continuing to aspire. You know, you got to fight for your right to party, as Kelsey would say. Anyway, this week on Eating Elephants, you know, uh, I just wanted to take some time and talk to y'all about a couple things, bring some things to your attention. If you haven't been watching the news, we have had like a bizarre uh, news week this week, in my opinion. Uh, so many things in the news, you know, I think, oftentimes cover up one another. You know, you see one thing, but then there's always another thing just as big in the background, and maybe it's more relevant. Maybe it would cause panic to have these things be the things that you see more often. And, you know, one of those things that that kind of kicked off the news, I think, this past weekend was UFOs. Yes, y'all, we got UFOs. Uh, supposedly in the air, and when I say UFOs, I don't. I'm not saying you know alien presence on Earth. I'm saying we got unidentified objects in the air. Now, what that means for global security, I have no idea. Um, you've heard these things, you know, originally introduced as a weather balloon, and we blamed it on China. Now, uh, China that that's a touchy subject, y'all, and and that we can go really deep on China. And, and, you know, I kind of will go there, but I will say um, in a world of conspiracy, um, I, I did see Joe Rogan, Bob Lazar, right? Bob Lazar, if you don't know who that is, Bob Lazar is a gentleman who said he worked in Area 51 test piloting alien crafts, crafts that, you know, went extremely fast, that could move at angles that we could never dream of in cur current aeronautics. But, you know, they said that he was lying, that he never worked for Area 51. And later on, he was able to show, you know, several basic things that kind of said that he was in the area and that he did, in fact, you know, work for the government at that time. And now we've shot down, you know, or when I say we, uh, as, as a world culture, because I think, uh, you know, at some point, the separation between continents and the separation between countries, we all come together, right? If there's an alien threat in the world, I think if, if aliens drop down, I don't think we worry about China versus the U S anymore or any other, you know, things that divide us as human beings, because that's a bigger threat. Um, in that way, you know, I lend to, to kind of take a jab at conspiracy and say, we live in a world of technology. And we live also in a world of nuclear superpowers. And one of the biggest things is, you know, anti-missile technology. And being able to float an air balloon across the world without the U.S.'s defenses being able to notice is a huge thing. And uh, 
you know, whether it's China or whether it's just an independent inventor just showing us, you know, that these things are possible. I think that's what's more scary. And I think that's what poses more of a, a home security defense problem. So, you know, over the next few weeks, I'm going to 100% be looking out for more information on these UFOs and seeing exactly what's going on. Because at this point, we don't know. We, you know, we're, we're just seeing that there's objects in the air and we don't know why they're there. We don't know if they're to collect data. We don't know if they're just merely crafts, if they have weaponry. So, you know, everybody, you know, stay on your, your, your toes about that. One of the next things that I saw kind of, you know, lose its place in the news due to the whole UFO story was the train wreck in East Palestine, Ohio. Um, you know, I've been paying attention to this thing because there is a substance that was on this particular train, and it was called vinyl chloride. Now, this train derailed on uh, February the 3rd, 2023, uh, shortly after, you know, I don't know whether it was a government body or whether it was the company's decision, but they decided to do what's called a control release of this particular uh, substance. This substance hit the air, and we've been seeing reports of pets dying. We've been seeing reports of chickens dying and fish dying. Um, it is supposedly way more toxic than we were told in the beginning, and it's even starting to generate some class action lawsuits there in Ohio uh, simply for, you know, not only of loss, but, you know, the packages that they've already offered people uh, were said to be, you know, $1,500 or even less for people having to move out of their homes and now still having to deal with an unhabitable circumstance. And, you know, even more, you know, I don't, I guess this pod is turning into conspiracy, but, you know, we're living in a different world and we're living in a different world of a different type of warfare. So, you know, I've seen many different, you know, people kind of have their own take on why this is a big deal and, you know, why this could be something that we need to be looking at, how many trains are derailing and um, not hitting the news carrying these volatile substances. And, you know, speaking of the news, unfortunately, I saw that there was another mass shooting. It's the 68th mass shooting this year. Uh, this time was in Michigan, uh Lansing, Michigan, actually eight people shot, uh, three killed, five wounded. The shooter had no known connection to the campus in which he shot these people. He uh, took his own life. So we'll, you know, besides manifesto, never really find out why. And, you know, guys and girls out there, protect yourself. Um, you know, never should you have to worry about this going to school, going to college. But unfortunately, this is what we're going through. And we always talk about you know, the news in the legislature for uh, people owning guns. This particular gentleman, uh, you know, it has at least come out that he was not a licensed owner of a gun. We don't even know where he got, you know, this gun that he carried these acts out with. So once again, you know, limiting uh, access to law-abiding citizens to firearms sometimes has adverse effects. You know, uh, next... I kind of wanted to to run into, you know, just some global politics. You know, we talked, some, you know, slightly about China and we earlier. But, you know, one thing that I was noticing that or learning about was agriculture in South America. 
is starting to become, you know, a property that China owns. You know, I didn't know, you know, we talk about Ukraine and we talk about how much money as America we spend in Ukraine. And I think a lot of people kind of bypass that. They don't care about how much money we spend in Ukraine because now we have all these tanks and all these weapons this close to China, right? We moved all of these things there because we're in Ukraine, but who's to say if something else was to happen, we couldn't use them. And, you know, I think, you know, China has the same plan, but in difference, you know, they're in South America. You know, I won't go too far into population of China and, you know, why uh, it's hard for China to feed themselves at this point. And they've reached out to places like South America and started buying plots of land and importing their own labor and, you know, not using the local labor and exporting what, what they uh, receive out of this venture back home to help, you know, further feed the Chinese population. But, you know, for everyone positioning themselves around the world and for us to have UFOs kind of popping up, you know, in these certain places, it's something that I'm definitely looking at. I am not a proponent of war, and I'm not a person who looks forward to war, but you can't help but see that something's going on and maybe it's above my pay grade. You know, um, even with South America, if you come up to Mexico a little bit, uh, one of the things that I was, you know, looking at is that I don't know if you guys knew this, but one of the the biggest exports of the cartels, you know, when you look at TV, it's always cocaine, right? They say, you know, cartels sell cocaine, but I didn't know that, uh, you know, we're having what you call a commercial insurgence in Mexico, which basically means, you know, the cartels are starting to smuggle just as many avocados as they do uh, drugs. And, you know, the the New Mexican president has laid out a plan to kind of, you know, hit them where it hurts, so to speak, have a more economical attack. Um, but it's it's kind of a funny thing because in you know in mexico if you didn't know mexico spends less to no money on the military and uh that that's what makes policing you know some of these cartels such a hard thing and avocados are big business in mexico and you know the cartels have diversified the way that they uh make money and not only diversified the way that they make money the way that they spend money and the way that they store money so, you know, next time you eat some guacamole, you may be supporting the cartel. You know, uh, this this uh, month is really a rest period uh, for me in particular. I've got several pods coming up. We're going to talk to several different types of people. You know, you know, ending uh, Black History Month, I have a great pod with an artist named JPZ coming on next week. And, you know, if you're still here, I just want to make sure that you guys are all following me on all the different social media. Check out my Instagram. Uh, check out my Twitter. Um, I've been a lot more active on there, been vocal on there. We do a lot more speak back on there. So if you ever hear, you know, anything that you don't think is accurate or that you just want to comment you know, or talk to me about, make sure you hit me up on those platforms. Once again, y'all know I'm a big boxing fan. Boxing is my favorite sport. Um, I will be in the building next month for David Benavidez and Caleb Plant, March 25th. 
Las Vegas, Nevada. Hey, y'all, this is turning into a grudge match. If you didn't know, Caleb Plant and David Benavidez, they've got a long, long history of not liking each other, and it looks like it's going to all play to our favor. And when I say our favor, I mean the fans. Uh, these guys have had some electric press conferences already, and I expect nothing but fireworks March the 25th when David Benavidez and Caleb Plant see each other in the ring. Um, next, I've seen, you know, Tim Zhu uh, recently miss out on an opportunity at Undisputed against Jermel Charlo. You know, one of my favorite boxers is stepping up to the ring to fight Tim Zhu, and that is Tony Harrison. If y'all didn't know, Tony Harrison's slick, y'all. That's my boy coming out the Midwest. He's going to go down under and uh, face Tim Zhu in his backyard. And uh, this is going to be a title eliminator. Shout out to LJ. Shout out to uh, Tony. This is going to be something to remember. You know, I think a lot of people are counting Tony out of this fight, and they forget how slick of a fighter Tony is. And, uh, you know, also, it's hit or be hit. So I look forward to that coming up soon. Um, next, Tank versus Ryan. You know, I've spoke a lot about Tank versus Ryan, and I'm not going to go too far into it. Seems like we finally got that contract signed April 15th. I'd like to be there. Not sure if I will be, but that fight will be happening in Las Vegas as well. Looks like Golden Boy Promotions will take the front end on that particular that particular uh, matchup. Uh, see y'all soon. And then uh, beyond some of those matchups that we've looked at, you know, looks like Stephen Fulton, is going to go ahead and uh, fight Anoya Inu. It's going to be huge. You know, Inu gets so much flack for never facing anybody, for not facing Americans. Well, looks like he's going to fight, you know, one of our elite uh, American boxers in Stephen Fulton. You know, that fight is going to be electric. You know, I haven't quite seen where they're going to host that fight. Not sure if I can uh, afford it, if it's going to be overseas. But, you know, I'm going to be definitely glued to the tube for that one. And then another fight uh, it looks like that we can look forward to is Anthony Joshua versus Jermaine Franklin. You know, Anthony Joshua has been lackluster. Anthony Joshua, I think, has disappointed a lot of his core fan base with his last few performances. And, you know, in particularly against Usyk, He's got a lot to improve on to uh, come back. Looks like he's changed trainers. We'll see how Coach James helps him, you know, in the future. You know, Jermaine Franklin, I, I want to say it's going to be a confidence booster. We know that, you know, Anthony Joshua should be facing the elite heavyweights in the division. I'd love to see him against someone like a Jared Anderson, you know, give an upcoming guy a, a shot. And then, um, last but not least, we've got a few boxing matches that are kind of, we're waiting, right? We're waiting to see what happens. We're waiting to see who's going to match up, who's going to go ahead and sign the paperwork next. I think one of the biggest ones is going to be Andy Ruiz and Deontay Wilder. You know, recently I've seen some reports of Deontay Wilder saying that he doesn't think that Andy Ruiz is a good enough prospect for him next. I love to see that fight. I'd also love to see Deontay Wilder in any uh, fight that is a title eliminator that puts him back in contention to get in the ring for the belts. Tyson Fury versus uh, Alexander Usyk is going to happen, it looks like. But after that, looks like they're gonna, the winner's going to have to go ahead and face Deontay Wilder.
And then another fight I think that is brewing and we're going to get to see is a better V and Beevil. You know, those two need to fight. I mean, it is what it is. I'm going to re-release my top 10 pound for pound, you know, for the month of March. Uh, when when that comes out, you will see Better Beef take someone's spot on that particular list. Uh, Better Beef and Beevil um, is a great matchup. I think that's going to be one of those all-time matchups for our generation that we need to see. You know, um, and in sports, it's been several, several things that have happened over the last week that have been huge. Um, and I think, you know, as I mentioned, the Kansas City Chiefs winning the Super Bowl is going to be the, the biggest event of the week. But I think it also overshadowed the fact that, you know, LeBron James became the number one scorer in NBA history. You know, LeBron James currently playing for the Lakers has had, I wouldn't say mixed reviews. You know, many of us diehard Lakers fans like myself um, have not enjoyed LeBron's tenure simply because we haven't seen um, anything since that championship season. I expect to see, you know, LeBron James turn it around. Uh, we've got D'Angelo Russell there. We, you know, traded off Russell Westbrook. You know, all my Lakers fans just hang in there. And, you know, we've got a short episode this week of Eating Elephants. I want to thank all of y'all for tuning in once again. And uh, stay tuned for more content. You know, go ahead and subscribe to the YouTube page. Go ahead and uh, look me up on Instagram and all your social medias. I will be adding that Patreon content very soon. So go ahead and subscribe to my Patreon. And uh, until then, peace.